Good morning, wonderful people. So we take the third of the ascendant. This is on 12th May 2002 at 9 a.m. Remember, Taurus ascendant, which we talked about in the previous one, was 7 a.m. Just two hours after this one was born. Now these kids are in their 20-something. And this is according to Indian Standard Time. I've just taken a random one. We are doing case studies here. Okay, this must be a real person because the reason why I call one day 3,000 lives is there are 3,000 babies born in India every day. You can Google that stuff if you want. But before we get to the main stuff, if you're listening on my podcast, the playlist is linked in the description box and you can click and watch the other series as well. So Gemini, first of all, talking about Gemini and the triangle before we get to the planets. This triangle of Artha or the means or seeking grounding, Artha is all about seeking grounding, doing things in the world, is now playing in their 4th house, 8th house and 12th house, which is kind of tricky, it's challenging. Because Gemini, what is Gemini? It's ruled by Mercury in the ascendant. Mercury is all about a young prince who's full of passion and lust and intellectual power, reasoning power, everything is about reasoning. So Mercury playing out in the first house is what Gemini works with. And remember, every ascendant looks, other than the sun and moon, it's ruled in two houses. So Mercury always looks for the next house of Mercury and where the Mercury is placed. So this is where Mercury is working the head. Next house, it will look at Virgo which is also ruled by Mercury and it will look at the 12th house here where Mercury actually is sitting. This is true for every ascendant, by the way. So they need to work with this and we talked about this in the day and night. It's in the right half, the two points of the triangle. So they have to be working more with the external world. The presence will be taken to the external world and that will reflect back as we shall see in the planets as we go ahead. To the internal world so external world is feeding them information back to the internal world these this particular individuals these boys and girls whoever is born in this maybe thousands of them will be working from the external world and then they will change as people through life through maturity in their internal self okay uh, let's look at all the planets and what they bring people so now Jupiter is appearing in the first house which is good but it's appearing in the houses and it'll look at the houses of desire it's appearing in the first house but it's looking at the houses of desire the desire body and it's bringing that energy to the spouse to the lover to the partner that's how it appears in the first house so what does the desire body mean these people will be interested in religion higher philosophy and a desire to become teacher in life. Why? Because it's looking at the fifth house of education and ninth house of higher philosophy. Jupiter's aspect on the fifth house will be focused either on children, education, creative self-expression, teaching and preaching in romantic relationships. Why? Because it's in the head now. For Gemini Ascendant, remember we talked about it as Mercury, it's ruled by Mercury. So they will intellectualize all spiritual knowledge. Their seeking of wisdom is more concerned with the intellectual part of it. Now wisdom can have many parts of it. It can have the Venus kind of part of it. It can have the wisdom part of it. It can be logic and reasoning. In this case, 
this Gemini ascendant who's born on 12th May 2002 at 9 o'clock in the morning in India will be looking at these two houses from an intellectual point of view okay remember that Jupiter's seventh aspect to the seventh house suggests preserving and maintaining the flow of marriage they will look at it from a dharma point of view what is the higher ideal of mine with regard to the spouse that's the default energy anyway now Jupiter who's the lord of dharma looks at this <clears throat> and says I have to do all the right things in my marriage I have to keep my partner happy I have to take care of my kids I have to teach the children teach the spouse teach the children well that's what Jupiter brings when it's in the ascendant ninth aspect gives it a philosophical view broadening their educational horizons they may even look at higher education or do a postgraduate degree they will love education these people who are Jupiter in the ascendant so this kid will be very interested in higher education okay that's the Jupiter next let's look at Saturn now let's look at Saturn Saturn is sitting in the 12th house here as you can see now when Saturn enters the Artha houses it does very well any one of these Artha houses keep that in mind the Artha houses here being in the 2 6 and 10 okay in Taurus Virgo and Capricorn because Saturn always wants to ground things it wants to keep it practical it wants to keep it real not in an imaginary world Saturn is the last guy who sits in an imaginary world and Saturn this is the Karaka of 12th house so it's very powerful in this position Saturn by itself so what does Saturn do it's in the grounding body so what does it provide in the 12th house duty and commitments either to a spiritual organization foreign governments because 12th house is for foreign lands also or to have responsibility in a multinational company looking at the broad picture Saturn is a ruler of positions of uh, institutional authority like being leaders of some institution Saturn loves that because then it provides duty to everybody else and it carries out duty this person this kid will end up becoming a workaholic who wants to be a service to others little time for spiritual stuff more time for work it's like a practical side of spirituality this Saturn wants okay now the third place from Saturn which you can see is the fourth house of second house over there where there is cancer it's looking at the moksha house third place from Saturn is always the place of effort where one has to put so these kids have to put effort in the area of what great responsibility towards family a need to show great wealth to others Saturn is a bit of a show-off courageous in earning money that's what it shows here and that if they do it properly if they have great responsibility towards the family that energy they bring it to the sixth house they can work properly sixth house is the house of work where it is looking from the twelfth house that vision of Saturn from twelfth looking towards the sixth is what this arrow is showing over here great responsibility for family if they do that okay Saturn's seventh aspect on the sixth house shows service will be the key focus because this is the house of daily work Saturn loves daily grind okay Saturn tenth aspect on the ninth house shows a time of responsibility towards the father government and attaining higher wisdom that is of orthodox qualities okay so let's let's look at <coughs> Rahu the north node the north 
now we look at the north node rahu in 12th house rahu is a guy who wants materialistic pursuits but now he is sitting in the 12th house of spirituality looking at the fifth aspect in the 6th house the two earth houses and uh, the 10th aspect or the 9th aspect in the 8th house where capricorn is sitting the 10 what does it do it gives this person increased imagination and interest in psychic and spiritual world spirit world ghosts that kind of a thing wants to be the best spiritual and psychic guide to people intuitive about spirits and enjoys foreign travel again rahu as it is is a guy who loves all things foreign and he is sitting in the house where it is about foreign lands one of the things at least so he might have foreign travel and enjoy foreign culture is also capable of channeling especially when mercury is sitting there and we'll see that mercury is sitting in the 12th house and uh, uranus is sitting in the house of higher learning and wisdom so this kids are really capable of good channeling because even jupiter is looking at this uranus but we are jumping ahead of ourselves rahu aspects the fourth house that fourth house mother may travel to foreign lands maybe foreign herself she might be from another lands maybe a stepmother or from a different culture they have strong desire to build home in foreign lands these kids <clears throat> rahu aspects the eighth house as you can see over there it's looking at capricorn in number 8 now curiosity and obsession with death because this is the house of death and transformation wants to be a master of occult gain occult knowledge sudden foreign trips why because eighth house is for sudden changes and foreign trips that take native due to surgeries why is that because rahu is sitting in the 12th house of hospitalization and eighth house it is looking at at sudden event or changes and even health so they might go to foreign lands for getting a surgical procedure okay That's Rahu. Let's look at Ketu next, our South Node. Now Ketu, the South Node, for these Gemini ascendants is very powerful because it is looking at all the Moksha houses. For all these kids born on May 12, 2002, Ketu and Pluto, as you can see, it is coming in Scorpio, where both are rulers. They are about Moksha, and they are looking at both the Moksha houses in fifth and ninth aspects. Okay, so you got to remember these kids are come with a great amount of moksha aspect or the emotional body or working with connection with the heart. In sixth house, they are experts in resolving conflicts, taking care of spiritual non-profit or type organizations, obsessed with spirit and psychic world. See, Rahu is there and Ketu is also here. So they, because of this Rahu Ketu arrangement, these people might work. in the spiritual world in the psychic world wants to escape in their imagination no desire for work sixth house is for daily work and they are detached from that ketu provides detachment maybe involved in some kind of criminal activity around drugs This of course depends upon a lot of things mars is looking at it so you know might be a crazy thing there ketu aspects the 10th house of career they are detached from career ketu wherever it looks for it provides detachment from that that's why it's called moksha karaka okay providing detachment from the daily grind these people do not are not interested in work not interested in career although you have to do it right 
because it is looking from the moksha aspects of daily work. Best position for this native work to be working with themselves like a work from home situation, not be around others because they even have a Pluto struggle with that. We'll see that when we come to Pluto. Okay, that's Ketu. Now let's look at Mars. Now let's look at Mars. Mars sitting in the 12th house doesn't really provide a good energy for Mars because Mars is a guy with sexual desire, with drive to accomplish things. He's aggressive. But this is a house of spirituality. The house characteristics is contrary to what Mars provides as an energy form. So what does it do? It's in the grounding body. So they will have extremely sexual behavior with the spouse or mistress because they are looking at the eighth aspect they are looking at the house of spouse they might have a lot of love affairs and love triangles they have desire to travel and experience spiritual or sexual bliss why because on the one hand it's looking at moksha and other other hand it is looking also at the house of spouse love affairs and it is sitting in the 12th house which also stands for sexual bliss okay there's a fine boundary line between spirituality and sexuality and both are connected to each other as life force. Mars fourth aspect on the third house, this one, right over there, where Leo is falling as you can see, is what? Need to conquer the world of information and attain skills. Why? Because third house is the house of skills. Mars aspecting the sixth house facing off enemies at work. In the seventh house, aspect of Mars. It is looking at the sixth house. Sixth house is for daily work and enemies. So this Mars from the twelfth house will make this person want to face off and conquer enemies at workplace, wherever they are. So that's the good part of this Mars. Mars eighth aspect on the seventh house shows aggressive behavior towards the spouse. This they need to kind of monitor and know about themselves. This is one of the reasons why I bring these learning and teaching videos to you because you need to know these things as the first step. If you are ignoring all this knowledge, then you will carry out all of this unconsciously. But why do it unconsciously when there is a technology you can work with, right? So Mars here provides this kind of energy in these three houses as you can see. The third house of skills, the sixth house of daily work and the seventh house of partnerships. They can even try to seek secret knowledge of how the spouse is working for them or against them because Mars in the eighth aspects wants to know the secrets. Okay, That also can happen. Next we look at the sun and the moon. Now the sun and moon for the Gemini ascendant on May 12th, 2002 is sitting in the 11th house, a house of social networking, house of social media. And they are looking towards the fifth house of education, creative intelligence. So what did this provide to these kids? It provides because it is in the wisdom body and looking at the desire body, this is a combination it will give them. Great networking and meeting and greeting lots of authoritative folks. Sun is of authority. Receiving a recognition for their achievements. These kids will seek a lot of recognition because the self is centered in the collective. So these Gemini kids who are born on May 12th will look for popularity. Am I achieving fame in this or whatever I'm doing? They'll be obsessed with that part of it. This sun, wherever it sits in any house, the ego wants their self to be felt in that place. It's a very strong one. 
In 11th house, they seek fame and popularity. Sun's aspect on the 5th house, they want to take control of the children's lives or their own education. And because sun also stands for father, father's influence is heavy on them. Okay. The moon in 12th house, 11th house, okay, it's not in 12th, sorry, there's a mistake there. They have great emotional connection with elder sibling. 11th house is also for elder sibling. Through life, actually, it begins with, elder sibling begins with the second house, but in 11th house, it graduates, sort of. One will be recognized for the work and customer service skills. Okay, Moon wants an emotional connect. Aspect to the fifth house, they have emotional frustration, probably with their kids. Lack of concentration on studies. Mind will affect their studies. Emotional ups and downs will affect their studies. So they need to take care of this part a little bit, then they'll be fine. Next, let's talk about Mercury and Venus. Now, Mercury and Venus are Rajasic planets and Gemini, as it is, is ruled by Mercury, which is a Rajasic. So they have always lots of Rajas energy moving around. They have Rajas in the, and desire in the ascendant and they have Rajas and grounding body in the 12th house and Mercury is sitting there. So this Mercury has kind of graduated to more towards spiritual stuff. Okay. And being Uranus here in the house of philosophy, this will be good for them as they seem to be some kind of graduates in wisdom, channeling, all this stuff which we shall see later in the outer planets. Anyway, 12th house aspecting the 6th house. So I'm wrong over there, but ignore it. Grounding body. They are in the grounding body looking at moksha body. So they may travel to foreign lands due to education, work conferences and business dealings. Their communication becomes private because Mercury is sitting in a very private house. 12th house is very private, very secretive. So is 8th house by the way. So they might communicate with people of foreign lands. Mercury is about communication, logic and reasoning. Like I said, it's intellect part of the mind. Natural born writers. And this will be good for them because even Saturn is sitting in that house. Saturn wants that daily work, looking at the sixth house. So Saturn with Mercury in the twelfth makes them good novelists, either romantic kind or spiritual kind. All right, because Mercury is ruling Gemini, so they are all about writing skills. Okay, they might have to take a little bit of effort there, but yeah, that's possible. Another part, Mercury's aspect on the 6th house want everyday routine of writing, speaking and blogging. These people might be doing good on social media, want to be a voice for social cause and reform. Working for social causes, writing for social causes, because Mercury with Saturn looking at the 6th house of daily work may give them a lot of intelligence and means and Jupiter being in the 1st house to write good things and then to seek popularity. See how we are putting these pieces together? Venus, on the other hand, is devoted to higher spiritual entity. Venus also does well in the 12th house, by the way. Devotion to higher causes, devotion to higher spiritual entity. Mercury has graduated from devotion to an individual as just desires at the lower end to spiritual causes. They will surrender themselves to spiritual deity illogical and abstract version of the spouse. So this doesn't make a very good Venus for 
having a good spouse because they have moved beyond the spouse aspect they have moved beyond the concept of a soulmate they might travel a lot in foreign lands in the field of arts and creativity because this venus wants arts and creativity but mercury will be more dominant as gemini is ruled by mercury okay they might have lots of affairs with uh, people from foreign lands but that's just passing and going that might be more of a learning process for them growth process maturity process okay just be careful not to take too many drugs for pleasure or expansion make practical use of writing novels maybe even erotic novels or books but this saturn and mercury will override the combination of this venus so venus is just a passing thing for these people next let's look at pluto neptune and uranus okay now let's look at the outer planets and we'll put this whole picture together for these for the ascendant gemini ascendant was born on may 12 2002 in india at 9 o'clock in the morning so pluto is here now for this particular ascendant in the 6th house the moksha house with ketu as we saw earlier as you can see they are sitting in the house of daily work so what does pluto in 6th house mean these people can find their personal power through learning to help others see how this ties into the bundle of planets which is in the spiritual front it's all about service to others if this kind of powerhouse planets personal and outer planets start happening in the 12th house these gemini ascendant kids are here to work for the others remember the right half of the chart is always about working for others lot of planets are in the outer half right dislike being controlled pluto gives the recalibration of power okay so they people are playing the power dynamics so they are better off not working for anybody else but themselves working as entrepreneurs okay and try to find your own balance in that working for others will give you power struggles neptune is sitting in the 8th house the grounding body so they need to find the answers wherever neptune sits to what the questions are the how the what the where career job and business might be relating to neptunian qualities very strong intuition sometimes with psychic abilities because neptune in the 8th house 8th house is about psychic abilities occult this placement indicates interest in all things mysterious and spiritual intuitive understanding of great mysteries in life tendency to give more than you receive neptune is a higher heart it wants to give you stuff in the 8th house they might end up giving lots of stuff to their spouse to their in-laws you tend to lose yourself in relationships you tend to melt with the other person so boundaries are very important for neptune in 8th house people Uranus in 9th house on the other hand it's in desire body but this Uranus is a higher aspect of Mercury Uranus is the higher self of Mercury and Mercury rules the ascendant in Gemini you get the pattern here so these people Mercury has already moved to spirituality and Uranus is interested in uncommon aspects of spirituality like higher wisdom philosophy Uranus in the 9th house will provide your own unique philosophy you want to develop something that's unique unorthodox you get bored quickly you are very highly intelligent intelligence also characterizes mercury where you now jupiter sits and also aspects this jupiter here provides the uh, 
wisdom through this house which this uranus will use for that mercury okay these people make excellent channelers these kids why because they are using this energy jupiter mercury in 12th house of spirituality uranus in 9th house of wisdom so this placement of this triangle of energies that you can see and considering all that we have spoken of for these gemini ascendants makes them very good writers for one thing they write about spirituality they want to ground it with the saturn energies there they want to make it a daily work pluto will provide them power issue power to write stuff but not work with others they are better off working for themselves as writers alone somewhere because it's in a moksha house it's very powerful they will feel detached from things but yet they have to work in the external world they can't be in the dream world that's what this planetary arrangement demands that's how you use these things now tomorrow we will talk about next one after gemini is cancer the first water sign the flowing water but today was about gemini the breeze it's all about the mind and higher aspects of mind and evolution of mind through this gemini ascendance life take care be safe thank you for all your likes shares and subscribes i really appreciate the sharing of this video for all those young enthusiasts of astrology everywhere and be safe